Welcome to Let's Talk Wellness, where we will be sharing insights into the world of mental health and wellness as we explore traditional medicine and holistic healing options. It's time to have new conversations about mental health. Join Mara James, the founder and CEO of the Hugs for Life Healing Center, as she guides us along this journey. And now, let's talk wellness. Welcome to Let's Talk Wellness. I'm your host, Mara James, and I want to say thank you for joining us for today's conversation. During Let's Talk Wellness, we focus on healing, understanding, growth, and spirituality. This is part of the Hugs for Life Healing Center, which is part of the nonprofit organization called Extraordinary Lives Foundation, where our mission is to improve children's mental health and wellness and support families. As the founder of these organizations, I have the great joy of collaborating with a team of amazing people to help bring healing to children and their families around the world. You can find out all of our information at elfempowers.org, and you can find the information in the show link below. Now, let's talk wellness with today's guest, Alyssa Mayoski. Alyssa is a content creator and is in the process of rebranding her own podcast. Welcome, Alyssa. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I'm so excited because we met from one of our board, beautiful board members, Darren Gutman, and yes. he's apparently friends with your dad. And um, he thought he, it's interesting because the he thought what he was introducing us for and why we actually connect are two different things, but that's just how things work. Absolutely. So, so you said something to me when we did this intake um, a while back, and I love, you said, I had a spiritual awakening at 27, and that's one of the things, you had me at hello. So, yeah. And I, you know, because I've gone through that, and many people have, and don't know what that is. So I would love to hear from your perspective, what does that mean? What did you go through? So at 27, I, I was previously engaged to my ex um, of five years, um, broke that off within, I don't know, three months of realizing maybe this isn't necessarily for me. Um, also during that time, I left my job. I had, I basically started a brand new career. I had no money in the bank. I moved back home with my parents and I basically started over at 27. And now five years later, I am happily married. Um, with um Jake <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and and it's it's honestly crazy not crazy crazy is not the right word but it's crazy pretty amazing it's crazy, crazy amazing what can happen in in five years and I'm so grateful to have, have started on this path wow um was there any one thing that happened or was it just everything that you know was it like what like one night something happened or was it just uh progressive over time I feel like it had always been building inside of me. Uh, there was this inherent feeling of something wasn't right and I was ignoring it for, I want to say I knew maybe two years before it happened. So around 24, 25 years old, I just started feeling like things weren't resonating with me anymore. I felt like I wasn't in the right place. I wasn't doing things that I was passionate about, but I just kept pushing forward thinking that it might go away. And my mom is actually the one who jump started this whole thought process for me, which is beautiful. And at the time I didn't realize what it was, but she was kind of the, the 
the catalyst into beginning the spiritual awakening process. And she set me aside and she was like, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I want you to make your own decisions. And also just really think about what this is and what this means. And do you actually want this? And from there, it took me two months to officially break things off. And yeah, and then I started everything else. Um, and then I also went through a intensive four month life coaching session with my coach, Vanessa McNeil. And that happened at age 30. So it's kind of been this, this building gradual process. Um, and yeah, five years later, here I am. Wow. So for me, my spiritual awakening was very interesting because um, otherwise others would call it a manic episode. I was diagnosed with bipolar <laughs> disorder. And one day there's no God or universe. And the next day it's like, Okay, like, what is this? What's talking to me? Who's talking to me? What's going on? So it seems like yours was more gradual. Yes, definitely more gradual. And um, ever since the the life coaching, it's it's funny because she actually has her own podcast as well. And it's called Cracked Open because that's literally what she does to you. She cracks you open and just helps you expand into this beautiful world that you really never even knew that existed. So Oh, that is so beautiful. So tell us, what does that mean, this world that never existed? Like, if, you know, don't want to step over any boundaries, but just for somebody that has no idea what you're talking about, what does that world look like? Totally. Um, it, it's interesting. As I've gotten older, I feel like I keep redefining what being spiritual means. And I really think it's it, it's becoming more simple as I've been getting older it's more of an essence of just coming home to I who I really am and you know coming off of um, what you mentioned that you know you you also had your spiritual awakening and it was when you discovered you were bipolar and all of these things I had a similar thing but it actually just happened last year I finally sought out psychiatric help um, found out that I have severe ADHD depression anxiety um, bipolar runs in my family. So there were a lot of things that um, I always viewed as negative. And I've realized that all of these things that, you know, that I've discovered through psychiatric help are actually the things that are helping me throughout my daily life. They are adding to my life. Like without my anxiety or all these things, I wouldn't have sought this deep in like this deep thing inside of me, if that makes sense, without all of the questioning and expansion and, and really, yeah, like I said, it, it's just coming home to who I always was. That's so beautiful. And I also think, um, well, definitely, I feel like those with um, a challenge have a gift, the greater the challenge, the greater the gift. And as you're working on, you know, I sent you to one of our healers recently, and that was, you could share or not about, you know, how profound it was. But as um, people start healing some of their, you know, anxiety, so we don't, you know, so that can fuel us ahead, but so we don't have to live in that place. Um, it's really profound, right? As we're removing that lay those layers and we're becoming back to like our true essence. Absolutely. So beautiful. What would you recommend to somebody that was looking to start their spiritual journey? Oh, Wow. Um, to start their spiritual journey. One of the things actually that was really helpful for me was morning pages and journaling. Uh, I, I realized that one of my gifts is, is writing and speech. 
Um, so getting things out on paper, even if maybe you don't think that there's anything there, kind of allowing this freedom of expression to flow on the page without any judgment, without having to be perfect. Like it really taught me this new idea of flow. And I feel like that's probably, you know, it, it doesn't cost any money. It's absolutely free. And you're kind of just getting down to the nitty gritty of what's inside of your head. Uh, and also, I mean, I know we all say this from, you know, I feel like everyone says this, but meditation really is a powerful tool uh, to really get in there and relax your body. That's, that's mainly what I use it for. Like, I don't, I don't go into meditation wanting to fix anything or discover something about myself. That's not how I'm using it. And maybe that's different for other people, but it's really kind of just to relax my nervous system and get me down to a really beautiful baseline in the morning. So yeah, journaling and meditation, I know we hear it all, but they are really wonderful tools. Right. And to expand upon them, I love that. Like for me, like having, you know, trauma when I was very young, I didn't know it, but I was always in fire flight. I never felt safe. My body couldn't go to parasympathetic. So this is where like being able to like, just relax into that yumminess, like you kind of never want to leave there. Right. You know, right. in the morning, it's like, exactly. oh, I, don't, I just don't want to get out of bed. I wouldn't, you know, I love, right. And then journaling, when I love that, um, when, when you're talking about that, for me, during the middle of the night, I'd wake up during my episode, I'd start writing and it was scary to me because these ideas were coming through me and I had no idea what that meant. And then later on, after I was grounded and medicated, I learned about, I took a class like how to do channeled writing. So you can write mm -hmm. a question, do this guided meditation, you know, it opens your chakras and let like information come through, let's say from your higher self. Exactly. Um, you know, and I don't know if you've done this, but I've definitely had to, I get to parent my inner child. And, yes. you know, when there are times when I was getting triggered or hurt, like I would let her talk writing it. And then I would talk to her, but like, it's easier always to talk to somebody else than it is to yourself. But if you're talking to another little child that happens to be yourself, it's so profound. So I love like you're being, you know, it's like becoming your own best friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like anytime I'm, questioning something or having a difficult time, or it, it really is looking inward instead of seeking outward help. Um, that's really been a beautiful gift. And yeah, speaking to that inner, inner child. And right now I'm kind of going through my inner teen healing, which is, I feel like a little bit more difficult than, than the younger years, which has been really interesting for me. And that is something that, um, one of your healers who I was amazingly graced with a session with, um, really helped um, expand into healing that inner team that I, that I really wasn't aware of. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Like our, just our subconscious minds protect us and we're just, you know, go, go, go. But later on we will develop either physical or emotional diseases. It's just unbelievable how everything, you know, it really takes over. Actually. Um, yeah. To, to jump off the disease thing um, during that middle ground from 27 to 30, after my spiritual awakening, I have never been so sick in my life. I went through severe, um, severe outward ailments. I got terrible food poisoning twice, hit my head, almost had to go to the ER, um, pretty much blacked out from something toxic inside of my system. I also got shingles at, you know, 29, which doesn't happen to people under the age of 50, really. And so my body was in such a fight or flight um, panic mode that there was something that had to release. And I'm pretty sure it took me 
about a month to heal from the shingles. It was, it was very severe. And I still, I still have the scars and that's something that your healer actually mentioned to me during my session was I still had leftover pockets of negative energy from, from the shingles that she removed. Transmuted. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And that's so interesting when you're talking about scars, because, um, you know, like, We'll, we'll, we'll all have emotional scars, right? If there's, if the bigger the trauma, there's definitely scars um, and using those as kind of our superpower, you know, not like, I don't, to me, it's not like, oh, you have to remember what you went through and all that stuff as a scar. It's just, you know, it's like what you said before about like the, you know, um, um, your was either the podcast person or whoever did that. Um, they cracked the rock open yes. for me, like the rock needs to be cracked open to let the light in. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are different ways like pe- that that's happening to people, right? Like they're getting, you know, like the feather floats by and they don't see it. Then they get the golf ball and they don't see it. Then they get that brick and it's like, whoa. And it's like, okay, that's, you know, it might be a death. It might be a disease. It might be a car accident, but I feel like the universe is pushing, guiding everyone on their spiritual journey to heal. Um, yeah. And definitely there are times that I've been sick. I know like our cells hold, you know, our bodies are like our subconscious mind and they're holding on to toxins from way back when, you know, and we were not conscious of, um, but when those toxins come out, it does make us physically sick. So interesting. So sorry, you know, so definitely warning to everybody, um, embark (laughs) upon a beautiful spiritual awakening. There are parts, there are times when you will be down and out, Mm -hmm. um, but it's time, like there has to be a breakdown to have a breakthrough. The greater the break- breakdown, the bigger the breakthrough. And Absolutely. so, yeah, so it's, um, wow. So you, as a child, um, were never diagnosed with any challenges. No. And until what age? 20, well, a couple of years ago. So 30. Wow. And so, um, they, so what, how did you feel? It was a psychiatrist or that told you that or? It was a psychiatrist. I actually, so I had an eating disorder in my, or I feel like you never really don't. Once you have an eating disorder, I feel like it kind of sticks with you for the rest of your life. You work every day to um, heal in that aspect. And so I was pretty much in the thick of it of my eating disorder um, and trigger warning um, for anybody listening. Uh, but I was, I was not eating three meals a day. I was barely eating one for years. And this went on from probably my, you know, late teens to mid twenties. And it started causing a lot of gut issues. As you know, a lot of energy is held in the gut and it was disrupting, you know, my sleep, my mood, my skin. Um, I started getting really terrible breakouts and I finally sought help within a gut doctor who helped recognize that I had an ED because I didn't even think that I had one. Um, there was a lot of denial (laughs) in my early Mm twenties. And after that, she actually recommended me to a psych who it actually took me, I think two years to go seek help from the initial diagnosis. She was like, you know, I really think, um, it might be beneficial if you just speak to someone nothing like, you know, doesn't have to be this big thing, but if you just want to, you know, speak to someone and possibly get on any medication. And it was my mom actually, who helped me again. My mom has been a very strong force in my life. Um, very encouraging in that aspect. And she was like, Hey, remember that thing that you were going to do? Um, so she helped me finally get help. And it was, it's been a game changer. 
Wow. Did you feel like for me, like I knew something was off way back when, but like having like a definition or an explanation of what was going on was so freeing actually. And Absolutely. it made sense why, like, for me, some things to learn as a child, you know, because when you're in fight or flight, it's really hard to learn in school, mm-hmm. you know, and just, you know, so, um, yeah, the same for you. Yeah, I, it's funny because for pretty much my entire academic life, I was a straight A kid. I, I hyper-focused on school, my educa- education, um, but it did take me probably three times as long to do anything but I was so determined (laughs) to, to still um, achieve that. And and I think that's a lot of where my burnout and my, um, I guess, trying, trying to achieve this like perfectionism thing. That's something that I have to work through in my career now. And it, it all stems from, yeah, kind of being undiagnosed and maybe, you know, there were things that maybe could have helped me um, earlier in life, but I'm grateful that I have, have the help now. Right. Um, yeah. Perfection's a really hard word and to always strive mm-hmm. towards that. We're never going to get there nope. um, until we like become enlightened or die or, you know, so it's like to change that and ju- yeah. It's like, we're perfectly imperfect, you know? Exactly. Yes. And, yeah. And that's exhausting to keep. I mean, the amount of extra time you you put into it and you did well, but it's exhausting. It's draining emotionally, physically, every level. Absolutely. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned something when we spoke last about redefining what mental health means to you. Can you expand upon that, please? Ooh, you're asking all the really juicy, lovely questions here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mental health to me, and especially because I feel like I've gone across this gradual process of five years. It wasn't it wasn't this one thing that all of a sudden changed my entire aspect on life. It has been a you know introduction of certain people, relationships, medication, change of family dynamics, um, so many things that have helped me redefine. Um, mental health. And I view it now as such a positive light in my life. And I'm so grateful for it. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but yeah, without, without me realizing about my ADHD, my anxiety, my depression, my hormone imbalance, all of these things that make me, me, I, I wouldn't be the same person. And I don't think I would be able to fully expand in the way that I have because I have all these amazing ideas and my, you know, my ADHD brain can process so many things. And yeah, do I have a difficulty doing daily tasks? Yes. And also I've learned to give myself grace in those moments. And actually I just had this conversation with my husband where I was like, Hey, you know, this is how my brain works. I'm trying to let you in. So, you know, I actually need a buddy system sometimes because that's how my brain functions and da, da, da. And it's just been, it's been a really cool experience to help influence your partner as well throughout this process, because now he's, he's diving deep into who he is and rediscovering you know, himself and, you know, asking about my spirituality and what books do I read? And, so yeah, it's been it's been a really nice um, gradual process, right? And that's beautiful to include your connection that he's supportive of you is so beautiful. Yes. Um, did you ever consider taking medicine for ADD, ADHD? No. So I, when I was diagnosed, they 
and I feel like it's um, the universe puts roadblocks sometimes to make you reevaluate what you really want. And so I was given the option of being on Adderall. Um, I'm currently on Zoloft for the anxiety depression. And she was like, you know, for what you're telling me, yes, you have ADHD. Do you need it to the point where you need medication? I, I, I want to, I want to put a pause. And so I was supposed to take this seven hour test in order to, you know, be given Adderall as a medication. And, um, that initially is like, well, I don't want to do that. So I don't think that, you know, I, I don't know if somebody for, with ADHD should be taking a seven hour test. Seven hours in a row? Seven hours in a row with the psychiatrist on the line. And I was just like, oh, that doesn't, you know. And so it, again, I feel like it was a sign for me to reevaluate, okay, are there things that I could be doing in my day-to-day life to help my ADHD? And maybe, you know, again, talking to my partner when I need help, um, asking people around me, Hey, this is what's going on. I, I need help. It's been very hard for me in my life to ask for help. And so with not accepting the medication and being like, okay, you know, right now I, I don't want to be on double meds and I think maybe I can manage it on my own. And so let's just try it and see what happens. If, I need to reevaluate it in a year. Absolutely. I'm open to it as well. But right now I, I want to try and, and, and give myself grace and kind of just take a pause with everything to really evaluate what I need to be putting in my body. Love that. Are you, have you done testing for food allergies, which could actually you know, yes. trigger up? Okay. Beautiful. Yes. I, uh, not only do I have food allergies, but I have, um, severe environmental allergies. My husband's always like, I don't know how you're still standing because you're allergic to everything. Uh, but when I took the environmental test, I was allergic to 75% of the test. My entire body broke out in crazy hives after I received like all the pinpricks and everything. And then food allergy wise, um, when I did the gut testing with that initial doctor, um, we discovered my hormone imbalance, but that was probably due to the ED. And then I was also lactose intolerant, gluten sensitive. And like, there's some random vegetables that irritate me as well. Corn, so. no corn, right? Corn, soy. Um, oh my tea. God. Yeah. <laughs> I think anybody with our challenges and gifts, um, you know, which means I feel like, you know, the more spiritual you become, the more sensitive your body becomes. Very sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know what? We are going to take a brief break and we'll be right back. So hold on. In these shifting and changing times, more and more lives are being impacted by mental health. The Extraordinary Lives Foundation, also known as ELF, is transforming the way people view and navigate mental health challenges. Their mission is to improve children's mental health and wellness and support families by providing educational tools, resources, and awareness events. ELF encourages families to recognize symptoms, overcome the stigma, and reach out for help. Through prevention, early intervention, and holistic treatment, we believe many of the big problems facing today's youth can be transformed within a generation. 
Extraordinary Lives Foundation is excited to offer the Hugs for Life Healing Center, growing a worldwide network of approved holistic healers and bridging the gap between traditional and complementary healing options. Visit the Extraordinary Lives Foundation website at www.elfempowers.org to find out more about their resources and events. Together, we can change the conversation around mental health. We hope that you're enjoying today's Let's Talk Wellness podcast. And if you have a topic that you would like us to explore, we would love to hear from you. Simply email us at info at elfempowers.org. That's info at elfempowers.org. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Talk Wellness. I'm your host, Mara James, and today we have Alyssa Mayoski. And you might even notice on um, Alyssa's name, it's the the spelling change, because she's kind of going with the flow and she's just <laughs> from her maiden name to her married name. So look at the transformation that occurred right in front of us. Live transformation, guys. It's happening. <laughs> here, here we are live and yeah, it's so beautiful. So um, so during the break, we started having a little conversation about like big T's, little T's, different types of traumas that um we and everyone experience. So um a big one you said you shared is that um you went through your parents getting a divorce. Right. How, yeah. How old were you when that happened? I was four years old and it was I will say it is a big T trauma and I didn't realize it was a big T trauma until later in life. Um, And there were other big T's that happened around that same time that I also wasn't aware of until my healing session. So it was, it was actually beautiful to discover kind of the root of where things were stemming from like the ED, like the anxiety, um, there was a lot of instability in the home, obviously being, you know, at dad's house one day, you know, mom's house on certain days, all of the things. And so, yeah, around four years old, you realize, you know, that that's formative years. And I, I will commend my mom and say that I had no idea, you know, when I was little, what was going on, because she made it as normal as possible for me, which was beautiful. And I actually even had a conversation with my aunts and uncles about this exact topic because I lived at my grandparents' house um, while she was a working single mom. Um, So I was between basically four different houses during that age. And obviously you, when you're that young, you, you think everything's okay, but it may not be. And your body is internalizing all of these things that are happening to you. And again, rediscovering my big T traumas, you know, as little as a month ago with um, one of your healers, it, it really just shed a light on everything. And and I don't want to say that happened to me because what we've talked about, it happens for you. It happens in order for you to reach this um, expanded place that you may not have been able to reach without those things. And as horrible as that, as they can be, they really have allowed me to become who I am. And the, the divorce, I didn't even realize, sorry, that was my, my 
laundry machine beeping if you heard oh, that. Oh, I'm trying to, you probably hear my dogs in the background. Yeah. I was like, oh God, the laundry's going off. Um, but, but yeah, the, I will commend my mother on the divorce because at the time as a kid, I didn't know that it was a really terrible thing. I thought everybody had two Christmases and two dads and, you know, four households. I thought that was completely normal. And so, yeah. As long as you're getting love from everybody, that's great. But definitely Mm -hmm. on some like cellular level, the the lack of stability um, that like traumas cause not on our conscious mind, but on our subconscious mind, our body, it's unbelievable. You know, no wonder you and I like have, I had undiagnosed, you know, ADD, ADHD, anxiety, because you're always in that fight or flight and never sure where you're going to be. And do you remember, like, did you have like a stuffed animal or a blanket or a pillow that you took with you as stability to each house? Absolutely. And my mom literally actually just found it two months ago and she gave it to me. It's in pristine, perfect condition. She thought she lost it. And we've moved probably 10 times in my lifetime. We've moved a lot. Um, we moved you know, every two or three years. And so, you know, childhood things can get lost in those transferring of places. And I always ask her, mom, where's my blankie? I always loved blankets. I love soft blankets always. And there was this one rainbow one that had balloons on it. And she found it literally two months ago. Two months ago. Two months ago in the storage shed, she thought she threw it away and it was in a, um, in one of those just storage containers in perfect condition. And she, I, I almost cried when she gave it to me because it, it, it was my form of, of stability and it, and it still is. <laughs> and as your security, and now like, I feel like, um, maybe since we met and you started, like now you're getting to another level, like, as I think meditation and journaling is amazing. For, I, I just see um, working with different types of healers, but whatever's going on really helps shed light on something that we don't even know, right? Yeah. We don't, some things like I have these karmic issues or I've had this or like just crazy stuff that I just, or you need someone to guide you through like, you know, uh, realization. So having that blanket, that's like with me having Piggy Bear, like Piggy Bear has been with me. Like I've been going to sleep hugging him for dear life for me. <laughs> and like, like now as you're going through this healing journey, which might be, um, some pain, you know, some tears, old tears that you we didn't shed as little children and having that blanket for you to hold on to is going to be so beautiful. And the timing is just divine. Like you just can't make that up. No, you can't make it up. And I, again, to see it again and just feel all those same feelings. Like I remember exactly where it was in the closet where I used to stash it away and to now have it in my physical possession at my beautiful age of 32. It's, it's pretty wonderful. That is so, so beautiful. Um, you know, and you said something very mature, something very wise and something very profound. So, and you're 32. So, you know, like it's hard for like a 16 year old or an 18, if you were 16 or 18, Mm. obviously you weren't ready then, but to say like, like we are in victim mode and life does happen to us. And when you have a trauma, mm-hmm. life is happening to us for sure. But mm-hmm. the fact that you can already say that like life happened, these happened for me, not to me is so profound. I mean, so many people get stuck in that victimhood and trust me, it makes sense when you've gone through some big mm-hmm. teas that are just unspeakable, unbearable, unheard of. It's, you know, but to get to that other side and that you're already able to say that, wow. Like, yeah, really, it's, it's like pat it, yourself on the shoulder. Like that's amazing. 
<laughs> it's 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 pretty profound and it's pretty wonderful because I I it's something that I've struggled with um throughout my entire life is being a victim in victimhood like you the, the thoughts I would tell myself and other people for the past you know 25 years before my spiritual awakening was a completely different story it was a lot of ego a lot of well why me all of these things and again my mother being at the helm which was such a, a beautiful way to be like you know like it, it kind of just like shocked my system into like whoa wait there's actually a whole new way of thinking that's available to me and all i have to do is trust myself and wow what a what a, what a concept right like it oh, it absolutely. it allowed me to to simplify a lot more things that were going on in my victimhood and step away, step outside of it that is so beautiful and how amazing that you had your mom you know um you know for me i definitely had zero for two parents um but it's interesting <laughs> we, we have such similar parallel lives like right we both had some big uh, teas when we were younger um mm -hmm. but we had we both had spiritual awakenings to give us some of those tools. I don't know if it's tools or realizations or something that helped us to um, discover and our, our past, our big T's and to start healing it, right? To me right now, if I didn't have my spiritual awakening, I, oh my God, with everything that's going on in the world and, and yeah. the war and everything, I would be a hot mess. I don't know. I'd probably be dead from self-medication, whatever it is. So we've been, you know, it's such a gift to go through it, you know, um, though a spiritual awakening without knowing what you're going through could be really scary. Yeah. You know, I see so many people um, going through, like using some type of psychedelic with like shamans on a guided type of, you know, awakening. And to me, it's like, if it's guided and people don't get addicted, it could be so beautiful. Cause mm -hmm. I was given, like I was shown this beautiful, you know, other universe. And that was so helpful as opposed to, you know, it's like when people believe, like when they have faith in God or the, you know, I'm like, God bless you, because I never had faith, and I had yeah. like seeing is believing, and that, and I needed that, you know, as scary as as it was, um, yeah, yeah. So definitely, um, grateful. It's great that you did have it, and for those that don't have it, and don't even whatever your belief systems are, to be able to get be given this type of like beauty, like spirituality and peace inside. It's so profound and so beautiful. And guess what? If we don't heal this lifetime, we're going to go back to universe. We're going to come back to universe. We're going to have to do it again. Again and <laughs> so. again. And not knowing what we knew now. Know now. Yeah. And, you know, karma is a bitch. And I've been here so many times before. And I'm here to like heal my karmic issues and just become this enlightened soul. So I don't have to come back. Because <laughs> heaven <laughs> and hell is right here, right? Yeah, it is. It's totally here. Yeah. Um. So was there something that helped you know, um, like, I'm trying to see how to phase this. Um, like, I guess we're given what we know, what we have to work on as it comes to us, right? So it's mm -hmm. like little bits and pieces. So like you started, did you always know you had an ED, an eating disorder? No. Yeah. Not until, not until that doctor told me, I thought that my eating habits were completely normal. Well, okay. Oh, interesting. So I guess it was that revelation, like you've been given little revelations here and there and here and there. And it's so funny because when the reason we connected was so different than why we connected, if you know what I mean, Yeah. you know, cause I'm um, Darren's like, Oh, you could probably be in her podcast. And I'm like, 
that's not what it's about yet. You know, she's, yeah. That's a whole like you get to it will it will shed light. It will shed right, light. Right, right, right. But then and I was able to connect you with and wasn't me. It was just the universe bringing you to me to connect with that healer to help you, you know, realize even more, which is just so beautiful. And I feel like, you know, like when the student's ready, the teacher will come. And that's what's been happening. Yes. Um, was there a spiritual truth you discovered for yourself? Um like a lot of spiritual, like to me, underlining spirituality is like, we are a part mm. of this God. And like, I am. And, you know, when we say I am something, we're manifesting it because when Moses said to God, who do I say sent me? And he says, I am that I am. And it's like, we are like, you know, a spiritual being having a human experience. Mm-hmm. Is there like, was there one instance or was it just, it was over time where you realize like that spiritual truth? Mm. I feel like, I feel like there's just been this, I guess, constant theme over my gradual process of this like purity aspect of how I operate in the world, how I operate in my relationships, in my career. And it and it really has just been this life theme of just being myself and shedding light on the fact that I have everything that I've ever needed and that I don't need to buy or seek or prove and all of those words hold such a intense charge that I've realized and I can come back to this simplified space of wow I actually have everything that I've ever needed and to just operate through my business through my relationships from this really pure place of being myself and encouraging others to do the same it's literally, I kid you not, has has span across my whole journey. And every time that I come back to, well, you know, if you step back and you're like, okay, well, what did I learn from this? Or how how could I expand on this? And it's it's this idea of purity and this lack of needing to prove anything to anyone and just really embodying myself and being able to communicate that with other people. I guess if that answers your question. (laughs) Yes. And like, I love like embodying like the purity of who you are, because right. That's like our soul, like ego, E-G-O, edging God out. Right. And we have to, Mm. we have to prove something. And when we're so filled inside, then we know all that stuff is just the ego and it's not the real, you know, true essence of who you are, right. The heart and the love that is just so beautiful. I love that. Um, you're such an old soul. I do. <laughs> you know that, right? I, I don't know do. if you've done any past life regression work, but um, yeah, there are there are just so many things. It's like when you have this like three or five year old child that will start talking about like they, that, like in a past life I saw this or that I knew that or you know talking to their dead grandparent. It's like they just it you know there's that's the difference of knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is something you can go and study and learn. Wisdom is like that wise soul that you know. It's not that mm-hmm. you have to be taught it. It's you know it, and actually you could teach it to others. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, and I feel like this is it. Like you're just like this. this flower that's just blossoming and it's only you know mm-hmm. and I love like when we first start talking what was the name originally you know last week when we spoke what was go- going into it, what was the name of your podcast so going into it and I've had this name for a couple of years it's called nude not naked it was an ode to my old Instagram username the nude fox and it it again focused very much on the outward approval of others it was this you know sexy, bossy, classy, like that was kind of my tagline. I, you know, I only focused on fashion and now 
as I've, you know, div dove deeper into maybe what I, how I want to show up online. It's very much coming from a different place and I am still working on the new name. I am, I'm not sure of it yet, but it does have something to do with. And now that we've talked about this purity aspect and this very honest aspect of what I feel like I am here to do on this earth right now in this lifetime. Um, we talked about, you know, guiding ground or perspective, and I think it's still in the works, but yeah, I'm very much in the process of moving away from, from that mask, I guess you could call it a mask Um, and, um, really just stepping into that authenticity. Yeah. I remember some words. It's like shining light, you know, um, being a star for others. Um, I love that. And I love that you shared, um, and I know like the, the word influencer and your ego don't go well together and it's so beautiful and um to share that you know you're an influencer but you do it but you're not the typical influencer you're doing it um because you want to share an experience about like how you do things not about so can you expand a little bit upon that because it was so beautiful how you worded it totally i i have been in the influencer industry working in social media for about seven years I started my Instagram a long time ago when other things were put at the forefront. And I think something that's beautiful that's happened over the past, you know, year, six months, I've really highlighted people's authenticity. That's what people want to see. Like there's this, this trend, I put it in quotations because I don't think it's a trend. I think it's more of just an expansion on social media of, a messy Instagram. People want to see the process in which you do things, not the perfect product of it. People want to know what's inside your head, your opinions, your thoughts, how you approach something. And I think it's helped me realize that that's how I, 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 that's how I, I've always wanted to operate in that way. And, you know, seven years ago, I was trying to move so far away from it. I was trying to put on a mask and be this perfect individual online of having all of the perfect things. And there's this word perfect coming up again and again of this, just, you know, other version of me that I think served a purpose in that time for what I I thought that I wanted to achieve in order to have the contrast to now be like, wait, you actually already had everything that you needed and you really just needed to be yourself and being messy is not a bad thing. And I'm not messy. It's not even, it's not about that word. It's, it's just the fact that it doesn't have to be perfect. And um, I've really realized that I want to show people how I do something, not how to do something. It's, Mm. it's a different kind of influence aspect. It's a different kind of teacher aspect that I think is, I don't even want to say non-traditional. I don't even think that's the right word, but it's just, it's a different way of seeing a process and it becomes very personal. And, and I think that uh, I've spent years basically searching, well, what is it that I want to do? How do I want to do it? And it's really just the simple thing of sharing how I do something or how I like something or my interests, or, you know, it's, it's beautiful where you're like, wait, people are actually interested in what I like and what I do and how I do things. What's that about? You know? And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's allowed me to take a break 
and rest and yes. not feel like I need to perform or be this, this other person that I thought was acceptable. Uh, so, yeah. I love that. So instead of like, you know, they always say we're human beings not doing. So mm-hmm. you're like trying to be something like, which like who could reach perfection as opposed to being your beautiful, loving, pure, authentic, you know, beautiful heart is just what I keep getting from you and sharing that with others in such a loving way, not like, oh my God, look at me kind of way, but like, this is how I do things and having, you know what, when you have um, a voice that people want to listen to, or, you know, if you have a platform, it's so beautiful to be able to take that and not from an ego place, but from a heart centered place. So I am so grateful um, that Mm -hmm. you are realizing it, recognizing it. I'm so excited to see what's going to come out of this. Thank you so much. And I want to say that you, you have also just further helped me expand and Um, it's been, it's been a wonderful connection and I'm so happy that we've met. Me too. Um, (laughs) And what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, So you can follow me at Alyssa Brianne on all my social platforms, uh, TikTok, YouTube, all the same thing. And my new podcast name is coming soon. But if you'd like to listen to the episodes that I have already released, it's Nude Not Naked on any Spotify or Apple Music platforms. Beautiful. And for anybody that didn't get any what she just said, we'll put all the link in the show information. So Alyssa and to all of our guests watching and listening, don't forget that you are amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And so are you. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Bye, Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Let's Talk Wellness. This podcast has been brought to you by the Hugs for Life Healing Center, a division of the Extraordinary Lives Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you would like to listen to more conversations like this, we invite you to subscribe to our mailing list at www.elfempowers.org to be notified when our weekly episodes are published. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to bringing you our next conversation on Let's Talk Wellness.